Well, hey, friends, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. It's me, Jonathan, your creative producer over at Stay Forth Designs, and I'm excited for today's conversation, mainly because we're going to zoom out and look back at 2020 and then look ahead to 2021. And we've got a great guest who's going to help us walk through that. Alan sits down with Brad Lominick, and the two of them compare notes on how they each grew this year what leaders are saying in their realms, and Brad's going to give some very interesting predictions that you are not going to want to miss about where we're heading next year. So if you're wondering what you've learned this year and what the future holds, then really sit with this episode, slow down and consume it. And if you leave this episode and you're still confused, don't forget, we've still got some coaching slots available that are filling up quickly in January. So if you're wondering how you can take your next right step, maybe it's time to have one of our amazing coaches come alongside you and help you take practical steps towards getting healthy so you can reach more impact next year and beyond. So enjoy today's episode with Brad Lominick as we zoom out, look back and look ahead to 2021. Brad, welcome back to the podcast, my man. How are you, Alan? Good to see you. I got to turn my I got to turn my uh, notifications off. I'm sure you've heard that from people all the time. There you go. Here it's like a, that should be that should be somebody's tagline. Turn off your notifications. Well, apparently the phrase of 2020 is you're muted. So I think yes. that'll preach in many ways. But they're just hey hey stop talking now, Brad. Um, you would be honored uh, at this. You are a rare. A uh, two-timer here on the podcast. Oh, I'm honored. I really it wasn't am enough the first time, so we needed to bring you back. Or um, it was, or it was so bad that you're giving me a second chance. I, I guess so. You figure out which one it is. But I always love just chatting. What are you seeing? What are you learning? We have a heart for convening, connecting leaders, and um, just before we hit record, we're talking, man. What what is happening out of the void of 2020? Let's go back first. Get personal with me and with our listeners. What did you lose or what did 2020 change for you personally? Well, the biggest thing is travel slash in-person connection. And for me, that's actually like the day job. So like many of us, you know, that when you have to show up somewhere to, to bring expertise or wisdom, or you have to show up to hang out with the team, or you have to show up to speak to a staff you know, that, that goes away and all of a sudden you're left with a lot of question marks. <laughs> um, and even with, with organizations that I advise, a lot of the things I end up doing for them is that I actually gather leaders for them and with them. So there was just a lot of question marks in March when we, when you or I were hanging out, uh, in your, in your state, it was crazy. The NBA was shutting down and everybody was freaking out. We were, we were up in the middle of nowhere where there was no cell service. So that, that was a special moment. I will literally never forget how we're all going. This thing's real. This could yes. affect our church. I should probably fill my message for Sunday. I don't know if I'll get home. I think texted you, Brad, if anyone doesn't make it out, they're welcome at the Briggs home. Like it was crazy to like, yeah, I can't believe this is happening in this moment right now. It really was. It was surreal. Uh, and now you look back and, you know, you, you think that feels 10 years ago, but also, um, you know, I mean, I, I think, I think some of the reality of even the last nine months is that uh, God is still in control. You know, that, that's a, that's a, that's a cliche saying for many people, for those of us who follow Jesus, it's, it's true. But, you know, a lot of people were probably thinking, I'm going to put that on a t-shirt and, and sell it, you know, at, at, uh, at the mall. Um, but I, I mean, I really do just feel a sense of 
of, I almost feel guilty, Alan, for feeling optimism. Okay. Tell me what I mean. Like, tell me more. Well, just, just that there is, there's, there's always opportunity in crisis that, you know, that, that the, I think there's a story deeper that's happening here that is revival oriented. I think, I think, you know, I'm reminded by, I was reminded by Henry Cloud recently um, on a, on a zoom call that, you know, if you look at the scriptures, the scriptures are packed with plagues and heartache and disease and, and, and things that we look at and go, Oh, wow, that was a long time ago. And, and, but yet still the story of God, the arc of the story of the scriptures is that God brings you through. And so I don't want to be, I don't want to be um, hopeful without, without evidence. Mm. And I think we've got the evidence as followers of Jesus. Like, you know, like how much am I supposed to put my stock in, in sort of the, the short-term dealings right now? And, I, and I, I'm, not, I'm not discounting it anyway. It's hard and it's, yep. it hurts. And it's painful and there's loss. And, but at the same time, I just think that perhaps no, no year ever in the history of the world have we seen such response with churches. Just one example. If, if churches were really honest and we could, we could look at this year, 2020, and say more people have responded to the gospel than ever in the history of our lifetime because of sort of a two-month window in March, April, and May where the online experience just exploded. And that's still true. I mean, yep. we, get, we get all shook up about, like, we can't gather and what are we doing, you know, can, are, we, are we having Sunday? That's an important question, but sometimes I think we're missing the point, mm. you know, on, on sort of where we sit. So I'm, I'm in this tension, I think, yep. like a lot of leaders where I feel, I, f- I feel like I'm disoriented. I feel like I'm, I'm confused. I feel like it's hard. I feel like uh, I'm not even sure what the future holds, but then yeah. I'm, also, I'm also like incredibly optimistic. Mm, that's good. And that word is tension, right? It's not... It's, it's this tension to be managed, not something to be fixed quickly, but to, to say there are moments when I feel more dis- discouraged and disappointed. There are moments I feel more optimistic. Usually when I have more caffeine, it's early in the day, just to, to note, right? I yes. feel like, yes, God can do anything. And then right around four o'clock, I'm like, what was I saying this morning at seven? And so I think just to remember that the fatigue's taken a lot out of us. There's a closet group of leaders that have had an amazing year. And yeah. some of them I coach, but they say, I'm not going to say that. So maybe it's five or 10% that remain quiet when everyone else shares how hard it's been. And so I want to make sure we don't miss those. We have listeners. I have friends. We have leaders who not only their, their ministry, their leadership is thriving. Their business has exploded. I have a friend who's made millions this year out of a pivot. So, I mean, the, the reality is we also need to speak to those leaders. One thing I've been encouraged about, actually, Josh Therat came on the podcast and and Healthy Leaders Summit and talked about discouragement. I'm encouraged at leaders talking about topics like that that have seemed like taboo to say, I'm discouraged. Is that okay for a point leader? And we're saying, yes, of course, we need to normalize some things. I've heard more about seeing a counselor, therapist, seeking mental health, um, modeling that from the stage or from the, you know, kind of the the lead in the org. Um, So there are several things I'm encouraged about kind of the phrase that stuck with me um, from the Lord is, is how do I seize opportunity, but without being opportunistic? Like, 
opportunistic in a weird way to, to come in and sort of be a piranha and, you know, eat up the things around, but as to say, you know what, this will present opportunities. I know of church plants that are seeing other churches around them dying and saying, when is it appropriate to have a conversation to say, we're exploding here. We'd like to fill up this building. So talk about that a little bit. Opportunity versus opportunistic. What's what's that tension there for leaders? Well, it's real. And and again, the 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 thing you have to do as a leader, this is true for all of us, is you have to you have to manage the reality of the present while also um, thinking about the future. And and it's the difference between the person who is st- who has stuck their head in the sand in 2020 and said, I hope we just make it. Yeah. I hope we get by. I'm going to ignore everything. I'm just going to try to, you know, survive in advance. And, and again, that's okay. But the, the leader is somebody who, regardless of sort of the current realities, you, you, you assess where you are, but you also start to look around and go, okay, what do I need to do? How do I need to pivot? Um, yeah. How do I need to adjust? You know, how do I make changes? And the, 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 the beauty of that picture is that um, when, when all things are getting disrupted, there is opportunity. And so I'm, as you said, like opportunity versus opportunistic. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to, to help people see. I mean, so many of my conversations, and I'm sure the same with you, um, I'm having to almost help people pull themselves out of the funk. Yeah. Because what what happens in times like this is everything in our culture shames us because we're we're hopeful or it holds us back because we think we need somebody we we think we need help. We yeah. we think with without some external force the government's going to save us. The the president's going to you know the new the new leader of the free world is going to like usher in a new reality. Man, I'm again I'm 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 kingdom minded, but I'm also like, I'm also entrepreneurial in the way I approach how I view this current situation. So it, it, it goes back to don't let the current circumstances dictate the way you approach the current reality. That's good. And so much of our culture right now, every news headline for the most part is negative. Why? Because that sells. I mean, that, that sells like, we know polarization sells, yep. you know? So the, the, the middle where the tension is, that doesn't sell. It doesn't sell through media. Yeah. It doesn't sell through entertainment. It doesn't sell through, through those places where we're getting a lot of our information. Yeah, man, that's so good. And let's be clear, there's more leaders and people living there than the media will share about. There's more leaders asking the questions, how do I live faithfully in this tension where the world is not as it should be, but actually do have hope? Right. And the election, I think, brought out many of those. Uh, but again, we're not, they're not spotlighted on social media, often shamed by either side. There's more in the messy middle here discerning well than we think. So if that's you and you're listening, know that there's a team of many of us trying to discern well in the middle. I'm curious for you, Brad, any opportunities that sprung out uh, from those pivots, changes you had to make? Any, any cool stuff happened to you in 2020 that you would name as a product of having to shut something down? Well, there was a few digital events um, and, and online virtual conferences that I was helped, that I helped on, which um, just as an example, one was Thrive Summit 
back in the summer in June of 2020. And that's connected to Thrive Conference in Bayside Church out of Sacramento. Um, and, you know, that was like an eight week. I think we had a conversation back in April mm-hmm. and the team there just said, hey, like, let's let's do something. Let's blow it out of the water. Like, like let's do something so sort of out of left field. And we did. And it was, you know, hundreds of thousands of people showed up to be part of that. That was fun. You know, it was, mm-hmm. and it was a total pivot. Um, cool. that for me, starting my own podcast was a, another pivot. And I, I mean, I've been in the podcast world for 15 years, but I've always kind of co-hosted or been on other people's podcasts. And so starting my own, I think. Yeah, where'd that come from? When'd you get the idea? Well, I've, I've been wanting to do it for years and I just finally got around to it. Uh, I'm like 15 years late to the party. Um, but Welcome. It, Come know, on in. The water's, the water's fine, man. I know. And, and part of it was just, again, during, during a pivot and, a, and, a, and adapting to the new reality of the landscape, um, there, there are certain things I can control, right? So a lot of external factors I can't control. But I could, I could start a podcast. Like, I can do that. You know, like that's, that's something that I can actually like do the work, put the energy in and move the needle. And so um, I also just realized that why not now? Yeah. You know, and, and it's a curation podcast. I'm trying to do things different. I'm trying to give recommendations and resources. I like it, man. And links and, you know, things like that. But here's what, here's what I would say that the theme for me, even the last several months has been, which is, double down on the things that I know I can control and I'm good at. Mm. Right. And, and if that ends up creating revenue streams or allows you to, to sort of make a vocation out of it, great. But, but that was part of my adjustment in my mind was if I've got some spare time, I'm not going to sit around and watch and just binge Netflix shows during the, the, you know, the pandemic of 2020. I'm going to come out of this better. I'm going to be a better leader. I'm going to learn more. I'm going to have some things that I've actually put into my orbit and my universe that will now allow me to be even more of what I want to be, which is a connector, a curator, a thought leader, an aggregator. You know, so some of us are going to get to to summer of 21 and we're going to look back and go, well, that was a waste. Yep. And some of us are going to get there and go, that was awesome. Yeah, because I, I launched five new things, and you know, I'm I'm a better leader. I'm 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 spiritually deeper. Uh, I've learned a ton of things. Uh, so, you know, to your question, I think the thing for me, pivoting wise, and just things I've I've been, I look back on 2020, the 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 fact that I've been outside. I've been outside probably, probably, at least three hours a day since March, middle of March. Yeah. That would not have happened. I would have been on a plane or inside somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully I'm glowing because my, my skin tone is so much. I wondered why you were so tan and ridiculously <laughs> good looking today. Now it, it all uh, makes sense. It all makes sense. Right. Uh, but I mean, that's not little stuff. I mean, that literally changes our migration patterns. I remember I've walked, I rediscovered walking like as simple as that is yes. people are like, in April, people are like, so what are you learning? I'm like, walking is therapy. Like to walk at three miles an hour, not fast, not to accomplish anything, even just taking a phone call. Hey, can we take this phone call outside? And both of us are walking a thousand miles apart. 
um, man, I just forgot, right? We've been on Zoom for a long time. And so I've learned how to manage Zoom without getting the Zoom fatigue. And Brad, now's probably the time we should tell everyone, you do a podcast first for yourself and then everyone else gets the leftovers. You're just curious. You want to have those conversations anyway. So sorry that I spilled that, but I love these conversations. I love digging in. It is something that keeps me curious and keeps me learning as a leader, uh, you know, in, in that space. So uh, I, we actually ramped up um, our, our, you know, content, not just creation, but like you say, curation, aggregation to say, here are voices you should be learning from. And first of all, I learned from those voices. So I, I love that kind of access. Uh, curious, Brad, what else did you learn about yourself in 2020? Yeah, I, I, I think the loneliness thing is, is, is significant. I mean, you brought it up. And, you know, we're, we're, we are creatures of habit. And we're also creatures of, of connection. Yeah. And so just, I, I've learned that, like, that's, that's something that, that not having it, not having connection with people has been incredibly difficult. Um, and so I think I've, I, I think the learning is, is that I, I appreciate it more, but also I'm, I'm hungry for it even more than I've ever been. Mm. And so um, the intentionality in that learning has also been that I've got to be, if I know that's true about me, then it's probably true about others. And so part of my job and my responsibility as a friend is to be even more intentional about reaching out to people right now and this year and going into next year, because yeah there's other people who are feeling it even more than I might be. Um, and that it doesn't, you know, even if you have people that you're in the same home with, you can still be incredibly isolated and lonely. And so I think the learning or the practical side is let's be leaders who are intentional about almost awkwardly connecting with people and doing that in such a way that that even if it's even if they're like, okay, what are we talking about? Like, why yeah. are you reaching out to me? Yeah, you know, that's fine because there's too many leaders as as we know that that without a pandemic, were getting taken out of the game. They they were isolating themselves, and then they were getting in trouble, and they were you know getting in all kinds of ditches, you know, steering off the road and figuratively getting into the ditch. But this has even sped that up more because now we we can be lonely and isolated without even having to try. Yeah, that's right. And in the dark, toxic things grow, man. Yep. So I mean, I, I wanna be, I wanna be like, I wanna be, like I said, just short of annoying. Yeah. And maybe sometimes annoying as yeah. it relates to my intentionality of of both needing it as well as reaching out to that's others good. who might need it. You know, I learned the 15 minute check-in with somebody, maybe sometimes 10, but it's just a call somebody, no even text before, but just, Hey, just wanted to check in, man. How are you yeah. actually doing? Particularly for leaders who felt like they had to keep a brave face on for a board or a team or even creating content, but just for reals, man, how you doing? Or maybe it's the 15 minutes before the podcast that ends up being a better conversation, even than, than the live piece of that life-giving little life-giving, any other kind of life-giving practices uh, that you've oh, you discovered this year the, you know the, I was already running a lot um because that was a that's been a six-year journey for me of moving from chubby Brad to to somewhat fit Brad half the man you used to be 
Yes. Uh, those who know me before, they, they're like, who's that guy? I've never seen him. Um, but that's been, you know, that's been equally as life-giving and just doing, and just again, doubling down on, on exercise, on, on running. I mean, I'm with you, Alan, like on the walking thing. I don't, I don't do calls anymore unless I'm moving. Mm. And, and again, I don't care if the wind's blowing. I don't like, I'm good. Like I'll explain that to somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then what's fun is when you do it or when I do it and I'm on the, on the line with somebody and they're like, where are you? Like I'm outside. And they, why are you outside? Well, I walk now for, with every phone call and they go, well, why am I not doing that? Exactly. Well, good question. So, you know, that's, that's been a shortcut. Um, you know, I'm, I am, I'm also like a recreational, I'm, I'm a, I'm a hunter. I'm a fisherman. I, I love the outdoors, but again, without the pandemic, this year would have flown by and I would have, you know, looked back and said, Oh, I've never really got around to doing that. Yeah. I fish more than I have in 20 years. Yes. boy. And, and that's been so life-giving. So those are things that I'm, I'm looking at going, once we go, once we get to a new normal, those rocks are going in first. Yep. I'm, I'm not getting rid of those habits. Yep. I'm, I'm sticking with those and the travel and all the other things. And that'll, that'll get put back in the jar. Um, but you know, some of these things, I, th- again, I think, I think what we've been given is a reset and whether you see it from a kingdom reset you know, a, a big picture God story, or you just see it as, as without any of that, it's still a reset. Right. And, and like re all those things you've been wanting to do, this has been the year, right? Yeah. You wanted to write a book. That's, that's one regret. I, I haven't, I haven't put much pen to paper, uh, as I was hoping to, because, you know, I thought, Oh, I'm going to get the book written. That's that was due three years ago, <laughs> but so far, very little effort on. I've kind of moved my energy towards a podcast. So, sure. Well, for another day. I mean, I, I wonder how many things simultaneously we can launch in different areas. Maybe repurpose some of the content. Um, their curation. You do such a good job at sharing links and uh, you know, sort of alerting us to some new leaders. Um, what are you observing in leaders? What are you hearing in leaders? Any kind of common phrases or themes that keep coming back up? Good question. Let me, let me, let me, uh, think about it. I mean, yes, definitely lots of, lots of things that are brewing. Um, I, I think one of the things that I've heard a lot is, is, um, how do I make sure my staff or my team or people that are part of my organization stay healthy? Mm. Um, also how do I actually give them the tools and the, um, and, and the, the right training or the right perspective mindset to actually lead in this new reality. Because it's one thing for a leader to pivot, which usually is fairly easy. If we're just worrying about us pivoting, it's one thing, but then helping everybody in our organization pivot. Because a lot of people in organizations, they don't want to change. So how do you actually like allow for somebody to, to totally reinvent the way they work? And, and, I mean, obviously remote is just one big example of that. Sure. Um, self-discipline and self-starter is another one. Like the average person loves working from home. 
but the average person is not self-starters enough on their own because of the environments they've been in where they automatically go, yes, this, I love, you know, I will be able to crush it. Yeah. Cause they look around and go, I'm so distracted. I got four kids running around the dogs barking. Um, yeah, how do I, you know, and so just navigating that has been a huge issue for a lot of teams this year. And I think we'll get better at that, you know, with time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're, I think we're the whole landscape has shifted in regards to how we get stuff done. The, the, the new world. I mean, we've, a bunch of us have been barking this for a while, like the free agent mentality, the gig economy, yeah. um, you know, the, the idea that you're, you're, you're your own entrepreneur, you're, either you're entrepreneurial or you're entrepreneurial, but either way you're preneurial, right? <laughs> um, that's, that's just gotten sped up. So we're, we're not going back to the big corporate office in general, like there will still be pockets, but yep. um, so everybody's going to have to learn how to, how to think and work like an entrepreneur. Yeah. Even if you're full time, because yeah. that's the new, that's the new future that we're going to, that we're already in. Yeah. Uh, it's so true. Any other predictions? Uh, let's let's zoom out as if you had a crystal ball. Uh, but obviously, you see and hear some of these things, right? As as an early adopter in some of these conversations that have that have been sped up now. What do you predict five years from now? Uh, give me a, well in general, like big. Let, big let's picture. say for organizations and teams, uh, what do you think will be different five years from now um, than when we rolled into twenty twenty? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think we'll definitely see that um, the, the meeting, and I'm putting that in quotes, will pretty much have been dis- dis- disassembled. And we will still, we will still have, have certain times we get together, but the meeting for meeting's sake will no longer be the center point of a corporate culture. That's already changing. It will Thank continue God. to change. Yes, I agree. Like, I mean, Jason Freed from from Rework and and um, Basecamp, and you know, like he he's been barking about this for a long time too. Um, and they were kind of always on the cutting edge, but now you're seeing it in tech companies. Now you're seeing it in um, certain like sectors of the economy. Um, you know, you still got the the laggards like the banking world or the 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 legal the you know the the law firm or. Sure. higher education. But I just think that's going to, that five years from now, we won't even think the same way about that. Um, I, I mean, truly the, the, the idea that everybody's going to be their own, their own LLC or their own C core or their own S core, that that's where we're headed. Um, we're, so the gig economy's first free agencies first. sole proprietorship is, is first, but going forward, Churches, nonprofits, companies—you will—you will ask somebody five years from now, "Hey, what do you what do you do?" And they're like, "Well, what day?" Yeah, sure. Hey, what hour? I mean, I'm, yep. who do you work for? Well, that's that's a complicated question. Yeah. Uh, who do I not work for? You know. Right. So we're we're moving towards a project-based economy, and you know, you and I will probably have. We'll, we'll have different shirts we wear different days of the week. Mm-hmm. I have um, many. Even, and even if you're full time with yeah. somebody, you'll still, yep. you'll still sort of see that. Um, 
and I, th- I think everything's getting flatter. So the, the, the future prediction, and this is, this is not rocket science, but the, the idea that, um, you know, you, you will be able to have more influence than ever at the bottom or as the intern or as the, you know, you've been there for three months and one, because the next generation sort of demands that as part of a, of, of an organizational environment. Yeah. And, and two, because, um, because we'll get, we'll, we'll get, we'll get rid of hierarchy. It will allow the best, the best ideas to, to actually like move towards the, the, the boardroom. Yeah. Um, and I love that. I mean, I think that's healthy. I think it's, I think it, the best idea wins. It doesn't matter, you know, how long you've been around and churches, especially, you know, with, with that particular example, we, we have to be, I think we can lead on this, but we got to be really intentional. Um, and the, the, some of it comes back to generational leadership and in that, um, you know, we're, I think, I think that the 30 year old 10 years from now, who ends up sort of in the captain's chair will, will have already shifted everything because they were part of shifting it that, that they will, they won't even see retirement in the same way Mm. as a 55 or 60 year old does right now. Yeah. Um, and, And that's another prediction. I think retirement's toast which I'm happy about. Like, I'm not, I don't want to retire. I mean, I, I'm, I would rather like take my, you know, 10 years during my, during the arc of my career compared to, I get to 65 because that's, that's when I'm, that's when I know the most. Where you can only fish so many days, Brad, let's be honest. I mean, I would get, I would get bored and I, I, we see that a lot. People that have to go back to it, but the system told them you retire at X age. So interesting, my grandpa retired at 55, you know, and I look back and go, I never knew him as a working man. You go out at the top of your game. Exactly. He has never known more, never had more ability to shift, to mentor, to predict, um, to anticipate, oh, to develop leaders. And because culture tells you that's it, work sucks. And then you, what, go fish, go bowl. I, I don't know what the latest thing to do is move to Arizona, I guess, used to be Florida. I'm with you, man. I think that model is already shifting as work is meaningful and something to be cultivated if you can set yourself up with the right work. Um, yes. That's and, an exciting and, shift. And because the barrier has dropped to entry of any industry, meaning, meaning that I can be a thought leader like tomorrow because I can just put up a website and, and start my social media outlet. Great. Yep. Okay. Like that's cool. Now, whether you have anything to say is another thing, but um, the barrier to entry in a lot of in a lot of sectors no longer requires for me to like get the label to let me do my my worship album or get yeah. the publisher to to let me have a book or to get the bank to finance my project and so I think you're also going to see a a revolution of entrepreneurialism from from the sixty plus generation mm-hmm. in the next ten or twelve years because because they're gonna, they're already seeing that late retirement is, is not like all it's cracked up to be. So and they'll have the cash to do it. Exactly, exactly. So I love that idea. I love that you know I'm gonna I'm gonna instead of it being the 25 year old whiz kid, the 65 year old whiz kid, 
is launching that new tech company. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. I love it, man. Oh, this is, is so fun to, to look ahead at the future. Um, talk about leaders, young leaders. You spend a lot of time. That's one of the disciplines in your life that I see, Brad. You're always looking who are some young leaders that we should be paying attention to. Um, maybe a few across industry, but some you've stumbled over recently say, man, who are some young kingdom leaders that we should really be paying attention to right now? Oh, gosh. And good question. Um, I'll give you a few that I've just run across in the last like week or so. Uh, Sam Lopez at Hillsong, California. Um, and I'll just n- name a few. Uh, David Nurse, who is an NBA optimization coach. He's got wow. a, he's got a, he's got a, a, a book out called Pivot and Go. Um, he's the nephew of Nick Nurse, who's the Toronto Raptors huh. uh, basketball coach. And David is, he's a believer. He's doing a lot of great stuff in that space. Um, Sam Acho. Yeah. who's also a former NFL player and wrote a book recently. I can't remember the name of Sam's book, but he's on a podcast with Steve Carter, uh, with Steve Carter and Sam Ponder. And Sam is just, he's, he's, he's one of these voices that the church is going to pretty quickly like latch onto Sam and he'll, you know, he'll, you'll see him speaking a lot in different churches around the country. Um, so he's another one. Um, let's see, like there was a bunch of, of young cats with us a month ago in Colorado. Um, I'm trying to think of any that were, you know, that people might need to know about or connect to uh, Manny Dominguez, who's a student pastor at the Hills church in Dallas or in the Fort Worth area. I mean, he's, he's, he's way more than a student pastor. This, he's just got, he's got like the it factor. Mm. Um, Andy Minio is doing some really cool stuff. I mean, a lot of people would know Andy, from his, from his music and from his albums. Um, but he's, Andy's thinking differently, even about like his craft. Hmm. Um, so he's, you know, he's one that I'm really high on and love just conversations that I get to have with him. I could keep going. Yeah. Where's, where's your blog? Uh, where do folks find that? And that's a monthly list. Yeah. So I do a young influencers list every month and, uh, yeah, just, bradlomenek.com is the website and that's pretty much any that well i don't blog much anymore i just do pretty much the young influencers list and and there's actually now almost a thousand names since 2008 that have been on that list so if you're looking for just you know who's out there who's young undiscovered like man use that resource we, we copy and paste it like put it on your blog or your website and just tell everybody you came up with it i don't care I mean, it, it doesn't bother me whatsoever. That's um, good. Yeah, I love that, man, that looking looking for those leaders. And, and I think that is a discipline that you've cultivated along the way that I pay attention to and think, man, I always need to be looking. If we're going to raise up a generation, we really better be aware and like attune yes. our eyes and ears to that. Uh, let's talk about resources. Um, a lot of leaders doing some incredible things. I've heard about some new ideas, getting kickstarted, a lot of lift happening right now. But let's say, Brad, that you had a million bucks and you want to develop leaders right now. You got to give it away. Uh, how would you go invest that million dollars in the leadership development of the next generation right now? Good question. Well, I probably would, would, um, would double down on, on making sure that I'm identifying 
and curating that circle, that community. So, because I do think that the, the idea of, let's just say we have a hundred leaders that we have the ability, the, the, the time, the energy to, to cultivate, to, to curate, to filter, and also to like invest in, right? So if I've got a million dollars, I'm going to go invest in a hundred leaders that I think can change the world. So it would have, what that becomes in essence, Alan, is it becomes a, a, a leader, leader fund. I got a million dollars in this fund that is primarily going to, to figure out how do I take a hundred leaders from here to there. And are you saying that you would gather them physically? That would be one of the ways you'd spend it. Maybe. Uh -huh. I, I don't know, but I know this, like a hundred, a hundred really high impact uh, catalyst gal, you know, world changing influencers. They can move the needle. Yeah. And hundred is not the, not the perfect number, but I'm just saying like, it's not, it's not a million liters, right? It's, it's not even, you know, a hundred thousand liters. I can get my arms in my, in my, my, uh, I can get my head around a hundred liters. Yeah. Right. So everybody thinks big, big and scale is the way you change culture. And that might be true, but going forward, I think it's small and curated. Yep. That's going to change the world. Agreed. And Access economy. You got it. The experience economy. To think about value you were talking about earlier. People, whether they're an intern or not, who brings the value here? Not, not value in God's eyes, of course not, but organizational value. You go, this person's hustling. This person's going for it. Yeah, the access is huge, and you do that so well. Give access them to one another and curate, right, so that these are all hungry leaders. Maybe they're in a similar vein. Um, man, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I, that's good. I just saw it. I just saw it a, week, a month ago with some leaders who were in this, in this group that I curated and three or four of them, I didn't really know. I mean, I knew who they were, but I hadn't spent a lot of time with them and just, just getting them in the, in the same room together. Cause they didn't know each other. I watched this, this little circle galvanize and they're going to change the world. Like lotions. They are, they are going to do something significant and it's not my job to like hoard that, protect it, uh, you know, to own it. Yep. It's my job to just release it and do everything in my power to, to give them fuel and then just watch them run. And, you know, that's kingdom investment. It's the difference between, between being an investment banker in, in, you know, the temporal and being an investment banker in the kingdom. Yep. It's a better return at the end of the right. day. Yep. That's good. Recently, I've heard my, my favorite phrase, I think, from this year that I've latched onto is ROA, return on attention. And in the attention economy as well, what are we paying attention to? Um, is that worth the attention we're paying? To? And, and obviously, look at our phones and the scrolls that we have, not worth almost all of our ROA. I mean, rarely worth it. Um, and people are saying, I would love to get away like you, like you do in Colorado. I would love to get away to a place and give my full attention to these people here. Yep. And I'm convinced that experience, access, attention, all of which can be done physical face-to-face -face gatherings are all skyrocketing right now. We got to figure that out as kingdom leaders. We got to make some channels and some pathways. Um, and don't, and don't, don't let the, don't let the, the, um, 
the the sizzle or the the glitter of of what you think are the right gatherings mm. frustrate you or disqualify you from hosting or doing that in your circle. Yeah. Because it's just as important leader wherever you are like that you get together you know 5 leaders or 10 leaders or 15 leaders in your community. So yeah, you and I can do some stuff that is national in in, sure. in scale because we've got connections and friendships. But that doesn't mean the leader that's, you know, in in Des Moines, Iowa can't do the same thing. Just focus on the circle that God's given you yeah. and the influence you have. As five youth pastors can change Des Moines, Iowa. Or you got it. Three business leaders can change Spokane. Or you got it. You know, especially some of those smaller, mid-sized places. Um, there's an inordinate amount of influence to be had uh, by some of those. Even if you go back and look at some gospel movements and kingdom movements that have happened in cities, often through business space, incubating resources follow, but it's got to start with trust, which I believe it's just got to start with time uh, together in that. You got it. Brad, anything we're not paying attention to right now as leaders that we should be uh, paying attention to as we, as we push forward further into 2021? Well, just, just look for the, just look for the outliers. I mean, you know, look for the people who may not be screaming the loudest, but um, might need the most from you mm. and just, you know, be, be, keep your radar up. That, that would be my, my encouragement. That's good. Hey, last thought, last question here. It's a lot of leaders who I'm hearing are entering kind of their first space of significant influence or will in 2021, um, which is exciting to me in one way is, is good, right? Start here, right? After a crisis, um, in one way can be really hard. What do you tell that leader, especially a young leader stepping into, the, into their first space of significant influence this year after what we've all gone through? Well, the biggest thing would be, um, you know, figure out, figure out what, what your, what your assignment is and crush it, you know, like, um, be really intentional about focusing on what's right in front of you. And it, there's lots of distractions, but if you can be faithful to what's right in front of you, you're going to get opportunities and, you know, allow yourself to, to see this current season as the most important assignment you've ever had. Cause it is. That's good. Love it. Brad, always love chatting. We'll have you back on again. Maybe it's our first third time around the podcast. Come on. Sure. Sure, I'll see you on a mountain, a trail, a horse, a stream. I don't know, somewhere fun. Hopefully not Zoom next time. No offense to Zoom, but man, awesome to connect with you. Again, guys, go over and uh, check out Brad's newish podcast, uh, H3, and also bradlominick.com. Those lists of young influencers are so good. Brad, appreciate all your kingdom work and your investment in, in so many leaders across the country. Thanks, Alan. You're the best, man. So long.